Welcome to Rise and Thrive with Sam. I'm your host, Sam Jones, a women's online health and fitness coach, bridging the gap between building your dream body, optimizing your health, and finally taking control of your life so that you can become the best version of you. I've helped hundreds of women do just that, and it's time to share my tips, tricks, and industry-leading secrets with you. So let's dive in. Hello and welcome back for another episode. Today we are chatting holiday travel. And before we get into that, if you can see me on camera, if you're watching the video podcast, I've got my little holiday tis the season sweater on, which you guys are probably thinking, Sam, you live in Mexico. Why the F are you wearing a sweater? But I wanted to be in the holiday spirit today. I can't believe how fast these weeks in December have been going by. And, you know, I'm just super excited that we are into the holiday season now. So for this episode, I'm going to try to keep it short and sweet because I know some of the other ones recently have gotten a little lengthy, but that's just because I wanted to give you guys all the tips and tricks and make sure that you had a successful and happy holiday season. So today we're talking about holiday travel and I want to break this down into four main categories for you guys. We're going to break this down into movement. We're going to break this down into nutrition. We're going to break this down into water and then we're going to break it down into like stress slash self-care slash mindset, right? Um, We're going to cover in each of these how you can support this through both car travel like road trips as well as air travel if you're traveling further to see family And then at the end, I want to kind of talk about a little bit, just a quick couple tips for like if you're traveling and actually staying at somebody else's house, how you can kind of support yourself there. Just three quick tips for that. So starting off with movement, right? I think the thing that throws us off when we travel is that obviously one, our routine is out of whack. And two, it's very limiting from a movement standpoint. You're sitting in a seat, whether it's in a car or in a plane for basically the whole duration of the travel, right? So something that I really recommend doing is making sure that you get in a good workout either the day before or the morning of your travel. I know it's crazy. You're busy. You got a lot on your plate preparing for trip, your trip, like work, whatever, like leading up to that. You probably have a lot going on, but carving out at least, you know, 30, 45, 60 minutes to get in a good workout within 24 hours of your travel is going to be really important. So this can be the day before, like I said, the night before or the morning of. And this is going to leave you feeling a little bit more accomplished leading into that less movement travel day. And then when it comes to steps, because obviously part of our movement is our steps, getting steps with travel kind of varies depending on your mode of travel, right? So if you are taking a road trip, let's say you're doing like, if you're doing a shorter road trip, right, like an hour, maybe two hours max, you're probably not going to be taking very many stops, like rest stops. So for that, you're probably going to just have to tough it out, except that you're not going to get any steps and maybe go for like an intentional walk later that day. Uh, You know, maybe like if you're going to stay with family, ask one of your family members to go with you, offer to take the dog for a walk if there's a dog, right? And that can be kind of intentional of how to get out for some steps after sitting for so long for a couple hours in the car. If you're on a road trip that's longer and you're going to be in the car for like most of or the whole day, knowing that at every rest stop, you're going to get up and you're going to go for a 10 minute walk, right? Just to move your legs, get some blood flow, stretch your muscles a little bit. And that can be mini step breaks, right? Every time you stop for gas or whatever it is that you're stopping for, you can get some steps. And then while you're in the car, you can actually do some stretching, like do some rotational back stretches, some glute stretches, a hamstring stretch, right? All of that you can do while you're sitting there if you really want to, if you're starting to feel stiff or antsy, 
or getting some back pain, stuff like that. I know for me, when I sit for too long, my butt goes numb. So I like to stretch my glutes a little bit. And when you're in a car, you typically have a little bit more relaxability. Is that even a word, relaxability? I guess you are a little bit more comfortable because you're not in an airplane with like a billion other people, right? You're typically with like your family members or your friends or whatever. This is all assuming that you are not driving. If you're driving, then obviously you can't be stretching while you're driving. But if you are passenger princess life, you can get in a nice little stretch. Now, steps when it comes to air travel is going to be a little bit different because you're going to be less likely to be taking rest stops. Obviously, well, not less likely. You're not going to be likely at all to be taking rest stops because your plane isn't taking rest stops. But what you can do is get lots of steps in at the airport prior to boarding because we all know that getting there three hours early is hogwash and very rarely do you actually need that much time to get to the airport before you board, right? You're usually sitting in the waiting area for at least an hour, if not two, scrolling through your phone or just kind of like shooting the shit with whoever you're with and you're traveling with, right? So making it a point to like get up and maybe do a lap like around that general area over to the food court and back, maybe go walk, look at some of the shops, right? Get some steps in while you're in the airport because you know you're going to go be sitting down for a while on the plane, Another option too, right, is especially if you're in a longer flight, getting up once every hour, every couple hours to just kind of do a, you know, a length of the plane, like go walk to the very back to the bathroom or whatever and come back. You know, I know sometimes it can be hard because you don't want to disturb the people around you and make them get up and whatnot. But, you know, it's it is what it is, right? Especially if you're drinking enough water, you're probably going to be getting up to go pee anyways. So, you know, it's important to get up and move around a little bit to help with blood flow, circulation in your legs. This is also going to help prevent swelling in your feet and um, your calves and stuff as well, too. And then moving on to nutrition, right? So nutrition is something that I think a lot of people struggle with with travel days because we typically either tend to not eat anything because we're so busy that we just like skip meals. And then by the time, because you know, you're trying to get out the door on the road or maybe to the airport and then, you know, you might grab something there and then you don't eat anything else. And then by the time you eat, it's like way later and you're starving and you just are not a happy camper, right? A little bit hangry. So what you can do is just really be proactive and plan ahead. So both with car-based travel and air-based travel, you can bring food with you. And I was mind blown. I was like, I don't know, maybe four months ago, years old, when I found out that you could bring actual like cooked food with you to the airport. Like I had no idea. I thought you could only take like really like packaged sealed things or you had to buy food like once you cross through security. I had no idea that I could like make a wrap and pack it in my carry-on and bring it with me like wild, right? So going back to car-based travel, pack a cooler, dude. Like fill that sucker up with raw fruits and vegetables, yogurt, wraps, salads, all this good stuff that you can eat on the go. Like you can bring so much stuff that supports your goals in a cooler if you are driving. You can also bring things like snacks that are super portable and easy like nuts, tuna, pre-mixed protein shakes, beef jerky, right? All this kind of stuff. And then on a plane, you can bring most of those things too, but obviously like you're not going to have a cooler or something to keep it cold more than likely. So you want to bring things that are going to last and be fine. And especially like in both these situations, you're not going to have something that's going to allow you to heat up a meal, right? So things that are going to be fine at room, te- room temperature and also fine at eating at room temperature for 
a flight especially, right? Um, for a car, you can have things that you can eat cold. Like a salad, it depends on your preference. Like if you like cold salads, you're probably not going to want to eat like a lukewarm air room temperature salad on a plane a couple hours later, right? But in a car, you can keep it in a cooler. And then also bringing snacks on the plane too, right? So things that are going to be helpful are like we said, the turkey jerky or the beef jerky, the nuts, the protein bars, a protein shake, stuff like that, right? Like an apple, whatever. Now, if you are traveling by car for nutrition and like, let's just say you don't bring a bunch of that stuff with you and you're more leaning towards picking something up on the road, what you can do is plan in advance where your rest stops are going to be and find healthy options in that general area. So instead of just like resorting to waiting until you almost run out of gas and like having to stop at the next rest stop, which only has a McDonald's or a KFC and you're like, well, crap, right? Plan in advance, like how often you're probably going to have to stop and finding something in that area that's going to be a little bit of a healthier option, something that has a little bit more whole foods in it, like maybe something that has wraps or burritos or a bowl or salads or something along those lines. Or if you are on the airplane side of things, right, you're taking a flight to where you're going, Obviously, like we know, airport food can be very expensive, like redonkulously expensive. Like, dude, I think when I went to Canada in August, I paid $13 for a Starbucks latte. Like I was like, what planet are we living on right now? Apparently Cancun airport planet is wildly expensive. Like inflation went to next level here. But anyways, if you are going to be ordering food at the airport, again, like they usually have a whole food court or they have restaurants where you can probably get a better quality meal. So just being mindful about that as well. And this is going to help you stay on track. And in both of these cases, you also want to eat a solid, well-balanced, high-protein meal before you leave the house. You know, assuming that your flight isn't at like 5 a.m. and you're not leaving at like 3 a.m. because like obviously that's going to be a little bit weird to kind of cook and eat a meal at that time. But if you are traveling during like regular daylight hours between we'll say 7 a.m. and, you know, 8 p.m., making sure that you're eating a well-balanced high-protein meal will one, help you stay more full, more satiated. You won't feel the need to like stop and pick up something as quickly. That's probably not the healthiest for you. And it's going to help you have more energy, more focus, less brain fog, all of that throughout your travel. Now, moving on to water, we know that water is essential. We don't want to get dehydrated, right? There's going to be a little bit of a difference with these situations when it comes to your mode of travel, because when you're driving, you obviously don't have unlimited access to a restroom. Although on a plane, it's like a little bit inconvenient to have to get up and use the plane restroom at least it's there when you need it in a car it's like you know either you're planning when you're going to be stopping or you're peeing on the side of the road so we want to make sure that you're staying hydrated but that you're doing it in a strategic way that you're going to be drinking a bunch of water like bigger chugs bigger amounts of water in strategic times so when you know that you're about 30 to 45 minutes out from a rest stop or going to be stopping for you know whether it's food gas to stretch your legs drinking a bunch of water like 500 milliliters to a liter is perfect like I have this little 500 milliliter water bottle right here so chug in one of these suckers and that should be good to kind of prepare you to release that (laughs) when you stop and then you should be good until the next rest stop right whereas if you're drinking a bunch like intermittently you're gonna have to pee randomly or if you're just avoiding it altogether, you're gonna feel like crap 
when it comes to traveling by air, water is a little bit different because one, you're going to be at a higher risk of dehydration because of the circulation, the oxygen supply, the decreased humidity of an airplane, the way that it is. It's a lot drier and that is going to make you more dehydrated, right? Plus, you know, we also want to take into consideration in both these scenarios, caffeine, if you're drinking a coffee, having any caffeinated beverages, it's going to be a diuretic and make you have to pee, right? So then you're also going to be more dehydrated. The thing with water on an airplane is that, like I said before, you can get up to go to the bathroom whenever you need to. However, I find that it can be a little bit less accessible because unless you want to be paying $10 per bottle of water or you have brought a big refillable water bottle yourself, you know, you don't really get access to much water. They just give you like these little cups, like once they come around every so often, right? So I highly recommend if you are flying somewhere to bring a refillable water bottle that you can fill up in the airport. You can ask them to fill up on the plane and you should be good with that. And staying hydrated while you're flying is going to be important, right? Because it curbs jet lag, it gets rid of brain fog, feelings of lethargy, headaches, all of that if you're staying hydrated before and after your flight. So this is going to be super important to make sure that you're feeling your best during travel. And then lastly here, I just want to touch on mindset slash self-care slash de-stressing, right? Because in both of these scenarios, assuming you're not driving in the car, you have a lot of time to just relax and zone out and like treat this as me time or self-care time, right? Even if you are driving, obviously you require more mental focus with that and you can't just like take a nap or zone out completely, but you can still use this as time to listen to something like podcasts, like pre-download a bunch of podcasts or audiobooks that you really like or music that you love, your favorite music, whether it's holiday music or just regular music and really enjoy the experience right make it something that's more of like a positive experience for you and either something that you really look forward to and that makes you happy and or something that is self-development related and going to you know help you learn something new or you know have a new perspective so you know some examples of this could be like listening to a podcast that's like comedy based so that's going to be something more in the entertainment and enjoyment side of things or like you know mystery based if you're listening to an audiobook or if you're listening to music it's going to be more like happy and uplifting and like getting you in the mood dance like jamming out a little bit or if you're listening to something self-development right you can learn a new skill you can learn more about a topic that you're interested in you can listen to something that's going to help you set some goals for the new year or think about some what you want to accomplish all of this kind of stuff right these are going to be really good to do during this time or if you're traveling with somebody right and you're not by yourself having some conversation right like when's the last time we like got our noses out of our phone and just had like a genuine authentic intellectual conversation with somebody else for a prolonged period of time right so you can do that with whoever you're traveling with whether you're driving and they're the passenger or vice versa if you're on a plane even having a conversation with a stranger right like I've gotten to know some pretty cool people on flights that I've been on and just having general conversation about life and you know you never know who you can meet or who you can network with so these are going to be my top tips for movement so like you know steps and workouts nutrition, water, and then mindset slash self-care while traveling, especially for like during the travel day. And then the last thing I want to touch on before I let you guys go today is how to navigate 
staying at somebody else's house, right? I'm just going to leave it with three quick tips because I could be here all day talking. But like I said, I want to keep this one a little bit shorter for you guys today. So one is going to be don't be shy to bring things that make you feel comfortable or that are within your needs to stay in your routine, right? I've been seeing this reel go around that's been viral lately and it's like about like, Oh, like I'd love to do that, but I can't. And I think the idea is that like somebody's saying for you to stay over, but you can't because you have all of these things that make you high maintenance that you would need to bring. Like I've been seeing this wellness one go around that's like, oh, I need my mouth tape and my blue light blocking glasses and my castor oil pack and my silk pillowcase and whatever, right? And like I know that it's a joke and like obviously like, you know, we're like, haha, so high maintenance. But at the same time, it's kind of like, well, why not, right? Like if those are going to be the things that are going to make you feel comfortable in your environment and like you're staying true to showing up for yourself and help you have better sleep quality, manage your stress levels, right? Like whatever it might be, like supplements, like bringing your supplements with you when you travel, whether it's health-based supplements or like a protein powder or whatever, like having those things with you are going to bridge the gap on things that you might feel uncomfortable and awkward about, like getting routine out of routine that are going to stress you out. So Tip number one is don't be shy to bring things with you that are going to set you up for success, even if it's out of the norm. Like don't not do it because you think somebody might judge you or you don't want to pose an imposition. Like I've literally traveled back to Canada before with my pillowcase and changed the pillowcase when I got there. I've done this at hotels because I'm like, I want my pillowcase that I like. Or I've even brought a pillow before when I've traveled, right, to different places, like my own pillow. So just bring whatever you need that's going to keep you in your routine and make you feel comfortable in the setting like earplugs are another non-negotiable for me. Like I take my earplugs everywhere with me because if I don't have those things, I am not sleeping well. Another one is going to be to communicate with the host, right? Another thing I think that's really important is letting them know if you have any dietary restrictions, sensitivities, right? If there's anything that like you need to get in advance to support that. Like, again, we don't want to be a bother or put somebody, you know, out and, and have them feel like you're demanding all of these things. But you can literally offer to pay for the things that they need to get that accommodate you, right? Like one thing for me that's really big when I go to visit family is that I'm very lactose intolerant. So I make it a point to say like, I cannot have dairy products. I'm going to need alternatives. So like we can either have you can get them and have them there when I arrive and I can compensate you or you know when I get there I can go out and pick them up but like that's something that's a non-negotiable for me like I cannot eat dairy right so having those conversations so that even though it's you're, you're staying in someone else's house you don't have a whole like span of a couple days or a whole week where you feel like you're putting your health I don't want to say at risk, but it is almost at risk or on the line because you're just trying to people please and like accommodate other people. And the last one is just knowing that it's temporary, right? Like we don't want to use this as an excuse to just chalk it up to be like, oh, it's just a week. Like it doesn't really matter. I'm not going to follow my routine at all, but not trying not to get like frustrated and upset when things maybe aren't the way that they normally would be if you're giving a solid effort and you're trying, right? You're trying your best. You're focusing on what you can control. Try not to get like frustrated and upset if there are certain things that are not going the way that you want them to be, right? Because at the end of the day, like that week is going to be over before you know it. You're going to be getting back to routine, back into your usual momentum, and then things will be fine. Like, you know, we've talked about in other episodes in this holiday series that a couple days away from your normal routine really isn't going to be the make or break for your progress. It's just making sure that you're making the effort and focusing on the things that you can't control. So I hope you guys found these tips helpful. We had the travel tips for 
road trips, travel tips for airbase travel, and some tips for navigating staying at other people's houses during the holiday season. If you found this episode helpful, please give it a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening on. And if you have any questions, as always, please feel free to slide in my DMs and send me a message and I will see you guys in the next one. Take care.